0: I've been more in touch with my neighbor to my left and right these past few weeks, though I know them than I have been in months. And that's just a sense of order for me to say, how are you doing? What do you need? Again, I can't control the whole world. I can't control the outcome of Corona or any other future pandemic or virus or sickness or disease or tragedy, but I can check on them and see how they're doing. And I can help them with the supplies they need if they need that. And and so far, we're all okay. And so that also gives me a sensible vantage point of, okay, my neighbors are okay. Maybe the world's not crumbling into it, the
1: Earth's core. <laughs> you know. Like, Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. I'm continuing with my special series that I'm calling The Quarantine Checkups where I'm revisiting some of my friends from the past episodes of Along the Way during this worldwide quarantine, when everybody is stuck at home. This checkup is with Andrew Greer. He is a talented musician, singer, songwriter, producer, and TV host with Mark Lowry for their show, Dinner Conversations. I'm also including a special song from Andrew later in this episode. Let's see how Andrew's doing. Well, Andrew Greer, it's good to have you back and uh, do this uh, quarantine checkup. Uh, yeah, thanks for check having in me. conversation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, you were one of my earliest episodes uh, for along the way. So the thank lowest you so much. hanging fruit, <laughs> <laughs> the, lo- <laughs> the lowest hanging fruit, but also a very good friend that I know that mm-hmm. we could have a great conversation and you could help me kind of. Ramp up and sure, get this whole thing started, which I haven't missed a week since I got started back. That's last amazing. April. That is incredible. And then you and I uh, hung out in uh, August, and I stayed, yeah. I stayed with you in Nashville, and you helped me connect with some awesome, awesome people. And I thank you so much for just that week that we got to spend yeah. together and watching um, Flint Town and some <laughs> yeah, other other true. fun yeah. things as well. I forgot about that. Yes, <laughs> good places to eat for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. I want to see how you're doing during this uh, quarantine.
0: Yeah. Thankfully, because of the nature of my work, mostly, uh, I get to be close to home uh, as needed. You know what? And as far as the show that I co-host with Mark Lowry, Dinner Conversations, which, of course, Cornerstone is a big part of syndicating that around the country, we were already done as far as production with season three. So that was just fortunate timing so we're in the release schedule which now for a mainly streaming series yeah to be in a release schedule now is really phenomenal because so many people are home
1: exactly everybody's binging everything and you can watch dinner conversations on amazon prime
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right, you can. Thanks for the ad. You know, uh, you were asking how am I doing in general during the quarantine. I think that I grew up in a family, I know this, I grew up in a family who just are not freaker outers. I can't remember anything that happened in the greater scheme of life like uh, worldwide or within our nation or within our community or even within our immediate family that was ever a cause for a panic. Uh, sure, there was time for concern. There was time for immediate attention. There was time for emergency, right? But never was there this huge anxious kind of pull towards fear or even when things were very uncertain. And I think that's part of that in my parents' personalities and just in general, their personalities. But I also think in part, it was due to a spiritual groundedness. I think that allowed them to have a calm, which was not petty platitudes of everything's going to be okay. Well, no, sometimes things are not okay. And sometimes things hurt. and Sometimes things are painful and people live and people die. That's a part of the cycle of life. But there was an overarching, I guess, peace or contentment or gratitude, maybe. you know, Gratitude is a great mm-hmm. deflector of panic and fear. And so just to be able to name the things that we're grateful for, the world is still spinning, at least as far as I can tell when I go outside. And it happens to be quite gorgeous. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. to not be immune to that just because I have so many questions inside, you know, I, I I definitely can hear some things, some numbers, some statistics, some possibilities that are disconcerting to me, but I don't know what to do about them They're about my pay grade. I'm not in control of every single thing on the planet. And whether I know the news or don't know the news, I'm still not in control. Mm -hmm. So, you know, making strategic choices to limit what my intake is and instead make choices about what I, how I actually want to spend my days. So that, yeah. that's kind of a, the heavier side of it. The lighter side of it is it's quite fun. And um <laughs> I have never been one I'm a homebody so Yeah, you um, are. <laughs> yeah, I am. And you know, I've a great park right across the street from my house and my good friends who you know the Capolinos, and another good friend of our Celia who've all been doing their social distancing with just their families or themselves. We are kind of each other's core, whatever they call yeah. that group, you know. So we still get to spend usually a Saturday or Sunday. We we oh good. You know, good. We go outdoors somewhere and play pickle. I learned what pickleball was. Oh nice. Uh, never played it before, but play wiffle ball, football, whatever. So just get out, get into safe spaces, do good things, exert some energy, and remember that again, the axis of the earth has not broken. <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> That's so true. Yeah.
1: Well, before this whole thing really broke loose and everybody locked down, you released a new album. True. And it's kind of a timely thing and you didn't realize how timely it was going to be. No, not at all. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, it's a record called Tune My Heart, and actually it was subtitled by someone else called Songs of Rest and Reflection, and it's a specialty project, so it includes, it's an Andrew and Friends thing, includes some of my favorite artist friends like Cindy Morgan and Sandra McCracken and Buddy Green and some other uh, fellas, and we were kind of enlisted to do it, and I was thankful to put my... Uh, hands into the musical sandbox again, because I'm again, so much in the journalism world and the TV world and that kind of thing. Uh, It just was something that was satisfying to me and to the musicians around me. But as we begin to playlist the songs, some of them are traditional songs, some of them are new songs. Um, Some are a lot of instrumental with some beautiful strings and different soundscapes. It really began to create this, really this soundscape, this environment of musical piece, or at least music that promotes peace, mm-hmm. and so that just happened to be. I mean, we did all that in January, really with no clue what was coming, and then of course it just happened to have a release date that was yeah, like in the in the middle of the beginning of lockdown. So again, captive audience from, from a business angle, <laughs> yeah. marketing angle. If you want to go real dry on that, but from a more philosophical, you know, timing is always interesting, and it could have released in another time and still. It, it would still be effective in how we designed it, I believe, but it is interesting. And so we've been receiving, I've received more feedback than I've received in a record in a long, long time, maybe ever mm. just in people feeling that it's hitting them in a spot that's, that meets them where they are, where what, what they kind of need to intake again, because they're yeah. intaking all this other stuff, Be able to kind of let that go and take in some things that have more permanence, which I think Peace, you know, and and I think we're all in a search for peace. It's kind of a lifelong search, and I I believe God is peace. So, I think it's our search for God. It's the same thing. But to be at peace, I really do believe is to be with God. And so, to seek for peace is not. It's not a benign. It's not an empty or hollow quest. And it's not. It's even more than noble. It's. I think it is the quest. Very astute. I, I always, guess I always yeah, appreciate
1: I, your You can agree or attitude. disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is God saying to you today?
0: I don't know entirely, you know. I I feel like there's so much messaging right now. I don't I don't know really how to discern the voice of God, but I have gone back to reading the Psalms um on a daily Uh, basis in the morning Mm. and that's not something i necessarily had a lot of time for before this time to have kind of that routine in the morning and the psalms are so poetic so of course as a songwriter and as someone who loves words it's it's just fun and beautiful to read them but there's of course a lot of a range of emotion and so it covers all the bases you know and and i think the psalms are a quest for peace you know and a, a quest for god so uh, it's nice when that can parallel our journeys. But I don't know what he's saying specifically to me. All I know is what's sensible is. is trying to be sensible. And I think in being sensible, there is some alignment, you know, in my spirit. If I'm sensible in my brain, then it aligns at my heart and my spirit. I think with the heart of God, I don't see God as... it. In my experience with God, and my spiritual experience, chaos is not a part of that experience. And the church has certainly enlisted plenty of chaos, and people who call themselves Christians have certainly enlisted chaos. That's a discussion for another time. I don't really (laughs) think there's a place for it right now because there's a lot of room just to be in community with one another. But I do think that God is one of order, and order is a sensible thing. So what can I do to take care of my home? And even my yard, I've have been more in touch with my neighbor to my left and right these past few weeks, though I know them than I have been in months. And that's just a sense of order for me to say, how are you doing? What do you need? Again, I can't control the whole world. I can't control yeah. the outcome of corona or any other future pandemic or virus or sickness or disease or tragedy. But I can check on them and see how they're doing. And I can help them with the supplies they need if they need that. And and so far, we're all okay. And so that also gives me a sensible vantage point of, okay, my neighbors are okay. Maybe the world's not crumbling into it, the earth's core. <laughs> you know, like yeah. may- Maybe there is some sense to all of this that is not visible. But I don't want my main source of feeling, emotion, etc., to be hinging on people I don't even know. Mm. the news, you know, like, how about people I do know? How are they doing? How are they feeling? Are they sick? Are they not sick? Let's talk about that. And then I just love them the best I can. Hopefully they love me the best they can. And then the rest takes care of itself, I guess. You know, that's a big guess. But I, so if anything, you know, what is being spoken to me is kind of this, just uh, what's always, I feel like, in the center of my heart, which is community, just look right around you. The rest, it's just above your pay grade. So, are you going to trust or are you not? You know, I mean, like, that's it.
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely have gotten to know some of my neighbors down the street a little bit more Mm -hmm. than I have, you know, in the past. It's great. It is. You know, and you can (laughs) also into this space that we haven't spent a lot of time of because we've taken it for granted.
0: Yeah, or maybe you know, maybe not even paid attention. You know, like I have a a friend living with me temporarily, uh, and I was. I saw a tree out in my front yard that was, you know, everything's just starting to bloom and it had these, I thought the leaves were dead. I thought the tree died, which would have, that would have been more depressing for me than anything happening around in the world right now. You know, just the, the tree in my front yard. And I had never noticed, he was like, no, those are, um, you know, like the leaves that like from the seedlings and from the buds that happen when the tree is budding and then those either fall off or whatever. And the the leaves, the permanent leaves are until the winter come out. I hadn't ever even noticed that in a tree in my yard or in a tree anywhere. And it was trees everywhere, you know? And so I just thought, I mean, it's a dumb or it's a silly little example, but it was like, I actually have the headspace and the art space to look around yeah. me and observe. And yeah. there's a certain wowing and all that, you know, there's a certain beauty and all that. And, and like being present in the seasons, not just going so fast that suddenly it's fall and then suddenly it's Christmas. And then suddenly I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's know? just
1: talking about the the seasons right now, this next season, we don't know when it's going to come. Right. You know, this, But where do you see hope for tomorrow?
0: All around me. Always. It hasn't changed. It's the same hope that was, the hope yesterday, the day before that, it's, it's not a new hope. It's nothing has been unveiled. You know, our humanity has not suddenly been discovered. We always were human. We just maybe are confronted with it a little more every day, but the hope's the same. And I, I, gather hope from the things around me nature is a, a beautiful place for me to experience hope because I, again, you know, you want to experience the creator, go out to creation, you know, you might like see some of who the creator might be, you know, through that, through your neighbors, through people. Like I was realizing I would, I, on the phone because I actually have time to listen now when I'm on the phone, like let's say with my parents or with a good friend and catching with people I haven't caught up with in a while that I'm hearing nuances in their voices. I haven't even heard before, you know, that, so to me, that's all very hopeful, but it's always already there. I'm just taking the time to pay attention or I feel that the need for, you know, harvesting it, I guess more than in the past, but yeah, it's not changed. We have not changed. Nothing is new, (laughs) you know, and and there's comfort in that. That's not diminishing people who are hurting because of this or our questions and our fears and our anxieties. It's just a, it's a comfort. It's a feather bed. It's like, you know, the feather bed of God is like nothing new under the sun. I I don't want to say it's all okay. That's a terrible platitude, but you are all right. You're all right. You know, no matter where you are and what's going on in your body and your mind
1: and in your world,
0: you're all right. So be all right. That's good stuff.
1: I appreciate that, Andrew. It's always good to talk with you because whenever I talk with you, I'm gonna think about things more deeply than I normally allow myself to do. You and feel a lot closer to God, don't you? After you talk to him. In some <laughs> ways. In some ways. Yeah. In other ways, a lot further. Oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, my friend, it's good to it's good to catch up with you again.
0: Yes, you too. And thanks for quarantining these conversations.
2: <laughs> hands, hands pressed tight and hearts full of worry and hope hanging on by a thread and we live Lift our hands Pressed up To the heavens As we fear Silence is Her reply So we breathe. We break the bread and we pour out the Spirit as we pray for a sign of life.
1: I know that I enjoyed that checkup with my friend Andrew Greer, and I hope you did too. I'll put a link to his full Along the Way interviews and his website in the show notes. The next quarantine checkup will be with my good friend and guest for my very first episode of Along the Way, Dan Perkins, from Addiction to Redemption. You don't want to miss it.
2: In the quiet of our chaos And you kiss the tears from our eyes
1: Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this episode with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That'll help more people discover Along the Way. You can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite app, and you can always follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey, and may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.